Welcome to Convention Pulpit, Wesleyan Voices Past and Present, brought to you through the Ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention. Visit our website for an entire library of great sermons and more information on this ministry, www.ihconvention.com. The sermon you're hearing today was preached by Dr. R.G. Flexen at the annual Interchurch Holiness Convention in Dayton, Ohio. It was preached back in 1977 and it was his last address to the convention crowd. I trust you will enjoy today's classic message. Seventy-five years ago last May, I found my way to an altar prayer. At eleven o'clock at night, God gloriously saved me from my sin. It was real then, and thank God it's real now. God has kept me all down through these 75 years. I joined the church when I was so small that the preacher had to hold me up in his arms for people to see which joining. I've been in it ever since. Young people, you don't have to run with the world to have a good time. You can have a good time living for Jesus Christ. You'll take the old-fashioned holiness way. I'm old enough to remember back there the days of the holiness movement. I remember where they held their first convention at Vineland, New Jersey, just 12 miles from where I was born and brought up. I can remember some of those old preachers thundering out the gospel message of holiness. Those memories linger with me. But they had to fire them the glory just as much as we have it here tonight. In fact, they had a little more fire and glory than we have in these days. I saw people, strong men, fall on the power of God and lie there for hours without moving a muscle nor batting an eye. I saw people, when I, I got up to preach and when others got up to preach, fall off of their benches between the benches crying for mercy before we'd ever said a word. That's the days back there when they had poor power and glory. But how far they drifted away from it tonight. We think we have it now, but where are we going to be in 25 years from now? Are we going to still stand there 25 years from now for what we stand for tonight? Are we going to preach and sing and shout like we do tonight? Or are we going to cool off and drift away? This is the day for the conservative wholeness movement. It's your day and my day, and I'm with you. It's our day. If we lay hold of it, I can't believe God will give us one of the greatest revivals that America's ever had. I believe this little crowd here tonight if we'll lay hold of God and hold the standards and preach all faiths and wholeness and live together in love and fellowship and not build our churches by stealing sheep from each other. Amen. I can say amen whether you do or not. But not building our churches by getting sheep from each other, but by producing lambs. 
not build your church by stealing sheep, but by producing lambs. And if we will, if we will, friends, keep preaching old-fashioned holiness and not just worship our standards. Now, I believe in old-fashioned standards. I've never changed mine since way back there 65 years ago when I first started to preach. I'm not about to change them right now. I'm too near heaven to change and give in. I'm in the fight to stay until Jesus comes or calls me home. And fight for old fights and second blessing holiness. And if we will stop apologizing for preaching holiness the old-fashioned way, I believe God will do something for us as a conservative holiness movement. But we find friends that we're pulling apart rather than pulling together. But you don't have to say amen to that, but I've been praying and praying for days and praying for hours that God would have helped the wholeness group that's conservative to get together in a wholeness confederation or federation. Now the denomination, the day of denominations, I'm afraid has gone. We're too near the coming of Jesus to form another denomination. But I'd like to see us get in a federation where we would have one objective, that is to preach second blessing wholeness with our souls filled with the Holy Ghost and the fire of God resting upon us and then to get out of the four walls of our churches and go out and win men and women to Jesus Christ. Beloved, we are so prone to sit in our churches and sing and shout our way to heaven while a seething of lost humanity goes to hell all around about us and they hardly know we're in existence. God help us to have so much fire and glory on us that the community will know we're there, that they'll know we're alive, that they'll know we have the fire and the glory on us. Amen. Come on, friends. It's our day if we're ready to take it. If we're not ready to take it, God may have to pass us by and use somebody else to bring the revival I believe he wants to bring. Will you accept the challenge tonight? This rule said challenges, Brother Fixon. But I'd like to, if you'll give me time to challenge you. Don't think I'm boasting. But in my early ministry, I set some goals. And personally, I believe in setting goals. The first goal that I set was to try to raise $1 million for the work of God. Instead of raising one million, God's helped me to raise 13 million plus for the work of God. Now the goal that I set was to give God's church and give God's work $150,000. That was when I only had a $10 a week salary. Well, I set that goal and God's helped me to go way beyond that goal. Praise the Lord. Then I promised to I would dig out a brand new church for my denomination, a brand new church for every year I served it. 
I served it for 55 years and gave it 65 churches. I dug out myself and organized them. Now, come on, preacher, stay with me. You said you want to get the army. Well, come on, follow the general. Amen. And then I asked God and set my goal for 100,000 souls won to Jesus Christ. Someone said not long ago, how many of you won for Jesus Christ? Well, I've never studied my records. But looking over my records, it's over 120,000. I've seen kneeling at my altars, seeking after God. And God's just the same for you preachers as he ever was for me. Come on, preachers, he's just the same for you as he ever was for me. But we sit around, are so lifeless and so unconcerned. I'm praying that God will let the man of some of these older preachers that have gone and out from the gone fall on some of these preachers until they'll blaze away through this whole world. Blaze away through this whole world. Thank God it can be done. We can still have old-time revivals if we'll pay the price to get them. But they only come down one road, and that's the road of prayer and fasting. We'll never have them until we do. Do I have time to go on? Will you folks stand there until I get through? I was in a large church some time back. 600 people were there. They all couldn't get in many on the outside. That Sunday morning was the last Sunday morning of a revival in that church. I was preaching on the text, be not drunk with wine, but be in excess, which is in excess. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. I was only half through with a message when a little over a hundred people rose and came rushing to the mourner's bench. They got through. We'd started the meeting 10 o'clock in the morning. It's a little after 12 now. I think it's time to go home. I got up to dismiss them and they started to sing the power of God's just the same today. It makes no difference what the people say. Another hundred rushed to the altar, not the same crowd, but another hundred. When they prayed through, it's now past one o'clock. They went back and took their seats. I thought I'd dismiss them. But a man right back there rose and said, I've been seeking to be sanctified for years. But this morning, while the preacher was preaching, I threw up my hands, made the consecration by faith, and God sanctified me holy. About that time, 200 people were out in the aisles shouting and praising God, running the aisles and shouting and praising God. That time, the hard sinners came to the altar, over another hundred at the altar. When they got through its way after two o'clock, I got up to dismiss them. When a lady came running down the aisle, she had a handful of bills. She ran right to the platform and threw those bills in my face. Said, I've been robbing God by his ties. There's the whole thing. I'm glad I've got rid of it. Amen. I wish some more people in the holiness movement would get rid of their ties. You'd be more blessed if you would. Amen. Then God struck the place. I'll never describe that meeting that morning, but standing over here, 
and was a man. And some of you would know if I mentioned his name, the tears running down his cheeks, his lips were moving. I stepped over to find if I could hear what he was saying. He was saying so much of God and so little a man. So much of God and so little a man. That's what this whole world's dying for tonight. So much of God and so little a man. We have our programs. Instead of letting God run things, we try to get him into our program. We make them and say, Lord, bless them. No, we ought to get our programs from God, and then he will bless them. Amen. Come on, friends. Don't run on programs. We need the Holy Ghost. And if we have the Holy Ghost, we can still have old-time revivals. It's not a lot of gimmicks we need. It's the power of the Holy Ghost upon us from the pulpit to the last church. If you and our churches over the country, we need the power of the Holy Ghost in our midst. I didn't come here to preach, but God's putting it on me. Amen. God help us tonight. We can still have the fire and we can still have the glory. We can still have the blessing. And when any church puts its finger on Holy Ghost shouting, it's on its way to its own graveyard. I still believe in old fights and fire and Holy Ghost shouting. Praise the Lord. If this will possibly be the last time I will speak to you the next time we may meet at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, Brother Flexen, when they turn you down, won't let you preach anymore. Then what are you going to do? Then what are you going to do? You're going to keep the victory? Let me have a chair, please. What am I going to do when nobody wants me around? Everybody turns me down and don't want to hear me preach anymore? Well, the scripture I just quoted saying, you can sit in a little corner and you can speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And then you can make melody in your heart to the Lord. So when I get to the age when nobody wants to hear me preach anymore, Nobody wants me around. I'm not going to get disgruntled. I'm going to keep the victory and the fire on me. If I can't do anything else, I'll sit in my little corner and talk to myself. Not about the neighbors and the homeless people, but to myself. But what did he say? Speaking to yourself in songs. So I'll start in, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stand away of the sinner. The sin of seed is scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree that's planted by the rings of water, that bringeth forth his true in his season, his leaf also shall never dry up, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Praise the Lord. And when you get through with that song, we can start in, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
Thou anoint my head with oil until my coupling is over, and then surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and then I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then when you get through with that, he said you can sit in your little corner and sing yourself in hymns. If I were to start to sing, you'd all go home quickly. But I can sit in my little corner and sing to myself and thoroughly enjoy it. When I get in my little corner once in a while, the devil looks, sticks his head in there, says, nobody loves you. Nobody cares for you. You see, everybody's turned you down. They don't want you anymore. What are you going to do then? Sit back in my little corner and start to sing, Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly. Then he sticks his head in my corner says, yes, but I'm on your track. I'll get you at this time. There's no hiding place for you now. I sit back in my little corner and start to sing. The rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in me. Then he sticks his head in my corner. Says, yes, but your religion only is supposition. You don't have a thing to found your faith on. What are you going to do now? I sit back in my little corner and start to sing. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath that blood lose all their guilty stains. Glory to God. When they don't want to get in the little corner, sing to yourself in hymns. Praise the Lord. Then he said, when you, can't, when you get to singing hymns, then sing to yourself in spiritual songs. And I'm glad in this day of jazz there's still some spiritual songs. So when nobody wants me around, I sit in my little corner and start to sing. I found a friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. The lily of the valley in him alone I see. All I need to make and keep me fully whole. The all my griefs is taken and all my sorrows born. In temptation he's my strong and mighty power. I've all for him forsaken and all my idols torn from my heart. And now he keeps me by his power. Though all the world forsake me and Satan kept me sore. Through Jesus, thank God through Jesus, through Jesus. Sir Jesus, I shall safely reach the goal. Sir Jesus, we're going to reach the goal. Thank God. I wonder if we're quiet about it anyway. He's still alive and so long as it is. We'll have the victory through Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And about that time, I feel like climbing on a mountain peak and starting to sing. I reach the land of corn and wine, and all its riches feel in mine. It shines on dim one blissful day, but all my night has passed away. But suppose you can't sing, and suppose you can't talk, then what are you going to do? He said, sit in the little corner and make melody in your heart to the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Making melody in your heart to the Lord. The friends don't want to do more. I believe in shouting. I get blessed. I get blessed a lot of places. But we want to do more than that. We want to do something else. If we just if we just keep living in these conventions and don't reach out from these conventions to reach a dying sin cursed world, we're going to dry up on the vine and die right in these conventions. Lose out just like the National Holiness Convention lost the fire and the glory. Why? Because they gather together like we're gathering now. But no outreach, no outreach. God bless this boy that's come to the altar tonight. Amen. God bless you. I didn't intend to give an altar call, but amen. If you're hungry tonight and you don't have what I'm talking about, come on. Amen. Come on, friends. If you don't have what I'm talking about, you can have it now. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many of you really, really have it, what I'm talking about? Not just a theory, but you have what I'm talking about. Only your genuine experience in God. If you don't have, don't you wonder how many can stand right now? By standing, say, preacher, I have what you're talking about. And you're going to have to have it when Jesus comes or be left behind. God bless you. How many can stand right now and say, I have what you're talking about? Don't get up unless you do. Don't get up unless there's a question mark. God bless you tonight. Amen. God help us. We're not going to tarry. We're not going to coax you. But if you're here hungry for something that you do not possess, step out right now. Amen. I didn't give this message to have an altar call. We want to do something else tonight. But if you're here and hungry, come on, friends. Oh, God wants to help us here tonight if you let him. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Amen. Let the Holy Ghost run things. Will you do it? Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? It's hungry enough to step out and mind God tonight. You have a question mark about your holiness. You know the saddest thing to me is I travel over the holiness movement is to find a lot of people in the homeless church who know definitely when they were born again, but they have question marks about when they were sanctified. We could be just as clear in our sanctification as we are in our justification. You can know it just as well as you know your own name. Do you know it tonight as well as you know your own name? Do you have that witness and assurance of the Spirit that you are sanctified holy? If not, why don't you come and get it? God bless you. Come on, friends. Let's mind God tonight. Amen. Some more coming. Others ought to come. Others ought to come. Will you do it now? Amen. I do want you to sing. Brother, will you come and sing just one verse? If I can hear my Savior calling. Others, my mind, God, tonight, will you do it? Amen. The heritage of holiness that has been.
Thank you for listening to Convention Pulpit, a ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention, featuring Wesleyan voices past and present. For more sermons or for more information, visit www.ihconvention.com. This ministry is made possible through the financial support of our listeners. You may give online at ihconvention.com or send your donation to IHC, Post Office Box 99, New Berlin, Pennsylvania, 17855 USA. Keep passing it on, keep passing it on, keep passing it on.